Hello and welcome to a guided meditation. Close your eyes and relax. Take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. And now I want you to press like or follow or whatever the fuck you do on podcasts because I give up every Sunday to come here and do this for you and you do fucking nothing in return. Yes, you're very welcome to Paper Very welcome to Paper Tuesday's podcast. We're going to build a bit of suspense here. Michael has a big comment to make at the end. Oh, we're going to leave it out until the end. Oh, what right. might Michael's comment be, but it's going to be fucking mind blowing. You're ready for radio, yeah. Mark? Let's kick off this podcast with the real topic. Why do you think pigs can't swim? <laughs> because there's no flippers. And now I don't want to hear the usual straw man argument of the pigs in Barbados. They are different pigs to the pigs we have here. What happens in Barbados, Mark? Pig swim in Barbados. Have you never seen the swimming pigs of Barbados? No. Ah, oh, Michael. We don't have a screen here, but uh, you can look it up, feel free. Uh, it's a big attraction all the tourists go. I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen it on Instagram. There's like a, a fleet of pigs that'll swim around the beaches. And they're nice looking pigs. They're not like the ones we have here, which are fucking grotesque. Right. Would you be pro-pork or anti-pork? Ah, uh, in terms of eating it or? Well, they actually look very cute. Yeah, yeah. they're nice pigs. And they swim. Well, they say very cute. A Jack Russell is probably cuter. This is, a, this is a poll for Instagram. This is, has to be a poll because like they're, they're li- little like warhogs. Like they're that sort of. Yeah, yeah. They look nice at a distance. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Would you be letting it in your bed? No. No. That's a good test. Whether good it's taste, yeah. Nice at a distance, why you wouldn't let it in your bed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, why can't our pigs swim? Why can't... <laughs> you sound disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know the answer. Why can't our pigs swim? <laughs> yeah. Because have you looked at yourself? I know why. I do know why. This is next level preparation. You have no notes. I have not looked this up. I uh, or had a conversation with a farmer, so I'm taking them at the Okay, okay, um, okay. So, why pigs can't swim? Yeah. You would imagine because they're, they have little legs and they're very mm. heavy. Yeah. When in fact, it's because they have little legs, but their hooves are very sharp. Okay. So when they go to swim, they slice their own throat. They swim like this, and the hoofs end up scratching and slicing their throat. Oh yeah, and I learned that from a farmer who is also a vet, so I, I take it. Yeah. And they have nothing to gain from lying to me about that. No, they don't. <laughs> it's that authoritative gulp of monster that just crowns your argument, man. Yeah, you're welcome, Sam Alley, who complained. Um, <laughs> he complained about about uh, us drinking on the podcast. Oh right. Yeah. Well, so now we're going to drink even more. Um, <laughs> so, um, which farmer? Which farmer? Oh, I don't want to. You don't. Oh, that's okay. Well, that's good. You're showing you're proving your worth as a journalist there farmer, by farmer. <laughs> proving your worth as worth as a journalist there, protecting your sources. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, now I mentioned crowning, and I was thinking of crowning coming over here. Crowning. Crowning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Crowning is like when a baby's being born, isn't it? Oh, I suppose it is. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is a different kind of crowning. It is. Yeah. I was thinking the coronation. Dun, 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 dun. 
onwards. Um, yeah, did you watch it, Mark? No, I did not. <laughs> right, a few aspects here, Mark, we need to get into, right? So I met Liam Condren on the streets of Gory yesterday on the finest street of Gory of the ball, Lisbon Street. Yes. Where and else? What's that? Where else? Where else, indeed. We were there at the coach house and we held court for around 15, 20 minutes mm. and a few were passed by. Mm. And anyway, uh, Liam was saying that if he was so disappointed with the RT's decision not to show Hurling and instead to show the coronation. Mm. And I said to Liam, look, what's that? Sorry, poignant. Onward. Poignant, <laughs> I said to Liam, look, this is a reflection of where we are as a nation at 20, in 2023. Mm. That, the, that the RT views that there would be better value in showing uh, the coronation in England rather than here. Yeah. It was a pure decision in broadcasters' interests mm. to, to, in terms of viewership. And Liam countered that argument and he said, no, it's just one lazy person in RTE deciding that it would be easier to get this stream from ITV and put it on instead of showing um, Gaelic Games. So he was putting it down to one person. Mm. But we agreed to disagree and we moved on to other topics like school and how, I don't know, other other very important matters. Yeah, so Liam believes RTE is one man <laughs> calling the shots. Um, big RTE. Uh, Anyway, uh, the, Robert, yes, Stamp made a point on this okay, right. last night. He was saying that um, he would be a, an avid listener of News Talk All right. for some sort of self-flagellation. But <laughs> he listens to it on, daily and nightly on the way into and from work. And he said that they all they do want is complain about how much people are talking about the coronation. Yeah. Yet it is all that they talk about. Yeah. So therefore they are adding to the fire. There is a symptom of you talking that, but he must be. Aristotle said that, uh, and a sign of a good man is, or a sign of a wise man is being able to entertain an idea, but to be able to put it down again. Yeah. There's Gavin Stamp able to listen to news talk, ranting and raving, and to be able to put them down again. Yes, Stamp Aristotle shows his wisdom. Stamp Aristotle. Stamp 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 Aristotle. 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 <laughs> uh, it is such an unbelievable dose of shite though isn't it like the fact that we still believe in the king and the queen and like they have done absolutely nothing to deserve it only be born believe in the king and the queen okay so you're saying believe in belief, the monarchy belief in the monarchy yeah is to believe in fairies it is such shite why how what have they done to deserve the power that they have only I was, be born into this world I was watching some of the coverage after Queen Elizabeth died and there were people queuing up and crying and stuff. And the the journalist went to one woman and said, What what did what does what did Queen Elizabeth represent to you or something? Mm. The word she used was constancy. Constancy? Yeah, and I thought that was a really interesting word. So like the Queen didn't have to do anything, but she was always there in the ups and downs of the own trials of life of English, English people. But Michael, but so was I. <laughs> so was I. And when they die, when I die, no one will care. I have been there. Well, I suppose, what did the Queen actually fucking do, like, during that? Well, she gave addresses every year and, like, you know... I couldn't give addresses. Yeah, you have to... Well, I'm... God, she's lovely. Yeah, but you could do it once. This is... I think this is something about our culture as well. Like, oh, we're in a funny old phase where, like, we could do things like everyone thinks oh well I could do that and like everyone on Instagram like oh I could do that yeah. but could you do it like on a rainy Wednesday in Stoke 
<laughs> but like you do it today. What would you do it in five years? And that's what like when Queen Elizabeth was only a oh my gosh, am I defending the monarchy? <laughs> Like, like I see its function but it's not for me like yeah what has its function to be there like as a like you know a pillar and post like you know it's just like it's like and oil <laughs> Michael D. Higgins people yeah. do not care or know I don't think people actually listen to what he says or yeah. actually pay much heed to it. No. But they, they like having him there. Yeah. yeah but it's just like, oh, that's great. But Michael Lee, to some extent, put in some effort to get there. Right. Yeah. He wasn't just born. But like, isn't it make better? Little gremlin, mm. the king of the, ca- king of the castle in one day. Okay. Okay. I see your point. Like, uh, the, the monarchy... So to speak, that was uh, a point. They were appointed by God at one stage, wasn't it? The original. They like to trace back their family tree or whatever to such a. The original thing. But that is just one person. But what about, yeah. At some point in history, they just went, God said I'm king. Now let's do what I say. Yeah. And then their children and their children and their children now are descendants from that. That's how they have their power. Yeah. And I think the biggest challenge to that or the biggest. Thought invasion or whatever is that um, democracy. Democracy has changed everything mm. because now that that rhetoric, Mark, is as relevant to the King of England as it is to you mm. that you were appointed by God to be here on this couch for paper chooses to give your son this earning. I was. You were. But like, yeah, uh, the coronation, what was also striking me was like, we had coronations here. There were tribal coronations, so a king would be knighted or crowned and the battle or among his own tribe. Mm. And um, there was, you know, near the Gap pub? Yeah. There was this huge mound and at the top of the mound there was great celebration and all the distinguished people of the time would be having a Gaelic-Irish tribal inauguration of the new king. Mm. And uh, it was a big hoo-ha. Wow. And uh, it was the E. Kinsella tribe. And these were the Gaelic Irish clans that were kind of crushed by uh, the royal, like the the initiatives of Queen Henry or Queen Queen Henry. <laughs> Very inclusive. <laughs> right, oh dear, uh, Queen Elizabeth and King Henry, and back in fifteen hundreds and sixteen hundreds. But it's just interesting that you know we as Irish people did have these sort of coronations. Yeah, yeah. And were our like kings appointed by gods, or were they? Was there like no? But God is using it, I th- or they're using God as a legitimacy, as a force of legitimacy. Mm. It's almost like, oh no, but sure, God, God, give me this. Yeah, but like anyone can do that. Yeah, um, yeah, that's called a cult. Yeah, um, English, England, English is a democracy, isn't it? No, 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 um, it's a. Parliamentary monarchy, or it's a Stephanie Norman. But they are—they do vote in MPs and stuff into Parliament. Yeah, constitutional monarchy or something. Yeah, but the, like democracy would be. Is there any other ones in the world still? But I suppose it would be democracy. Sorry, I'm just batting over it. Well, sure, it must be a democracy. That's silly for me. Uh, Sweden has a monarchy. Spain has a monarchy. There's a king of Sweden, queen of Sweden. Yeah, really. 
Yeah. I never knew that. And I said about red days, but then I looked it up. About, I was talking about Swedish public holidays and I was saying how they all, they don't have connected to religious feasts. And then I Googled it. They're all connected to religious feasts. Right. So I was given inaccurate information Inaccur- by Terran. Redacted. And I, 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 uh, I, I actually that. was emailing the Prince of Nigeria last night. <laughs> what did he say? He's, he's, I'm looking after him. He needs to put some funds in my account. <laughs> <laughs> Good timing so, with the anniversary. Happy anniversary, uh, Tobacco Breed. Oh, thank you, Tobacco Breed. <laughs> I'm just looking. Oh, sorry, you're no, going. Go on, go on. Yeah, you. By this time, uh, well, by the time this airs back, you will have been to Nakanana. I will have been to Nakanana. What an honour! What an honour it is. Mm. Um, I'm going to fight someone on a mound. Mm. Yeah. Well, you'd have to go to Lugnaquilla, the finest mountain of the wall. Isn't Nakanana the only place that there's ever been someone has died from an avalanche in Ireland? Oh wow! I think we talked about this in the podcast. Did we? There was an avalanche in Nakanana. Um, yeah, we're staying in someone's back garden. Yeah. Um, when you get to Nakanana, oh sorry, when you get to Nakanana, you will notice that you will reach a crossroads, and at the crossroads there are five roads. Right. Very unusual to have five roads. So it's kind of like a starfish. Starfish, yeah. Ah, Very nice. Yeah. You enjoy that. We have to stop. With, so I need a, a recommendation here, Michael. You'll be yeah. fond of that general direction, I imagine. Oh yeah. Um, so there's O'Keefe's pub in. Yes. Nakanana, Nakanana, is it? Yeah. And there is, what's the place where everyone goes walking? Up there, 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 Glen. The, oh, the Glenmalore. Glenmalore Lodge. Yeah. Which one would you recommend? I've been to Glenmalore Lodge. The food is very good. Yeah, yeah Glenmalore Lodge. Glenmalore Lodge. Yeah. O'Keefe's yeah. pub. No. O'Keefe's pub. I I don't. I think the food they serve is bacon fries. Bacon fries, right? <laughs> Uh, it's a very small little pub. Yes, uh, yeah. I'm looking up. I was looking up. Is England democracy there or whatever? And I love the options there. Is England a country? Is England Europe? Is England in the EU? Is England a recession? Is England an island? Is England a NATO? Is England playing rugby today? <laughs> <laughs> so is England a democracy? Oh, uh, the, the politics of the UK functions within a constitutional monarchy where executive power is delegated by legislation and social conventions to a unitary parliamentary democracy. So I suppose it is, in fact, a parliamentary democracy. So there you go. Therefore, the Queen, or the King now, does nothing. Does nothing. If it's a democracy. It would have to be both. Oh, yeah. Or maybe he gets yeah. last say or something. They have weekly meetings, but it's only information. It's only access he gets. Mm. Have you been to the Tower of London? Uh Years ago, years you. I have. Yeah, we went. Last no, when we found we found out Breed was pregnant in London, and we went to the Tower then, and very it's cr- mental. Like the the amount of wealth, like they have all, some of the jewels and stuff there, and it, it's it's crazy. And the way they used to like treat the prisoners and stuff, and they used to like uh, kill them and all. There's a lot of people died in the Tower of London. A lot of them, and there's like a, mo- a moat in off the Thames that comes straight in through the gates of the prison. So that's how they bring the prisoners in and all. It's well worth going, but it's like fucking fifty euro to go in, and walk around. Yeah, yeah, it's expensive. Oh, goodness. And you know that they used to use the tower to keep. Hmm. Let me try and remember this correctly. Now. They used to, no more than prisoners. They used to keep secrets. Um. Uh, young women that were like the heirlooms to. A great fortune. Mm. So um, there was this woman called Isabel de Clare, mm. and she married um, William. She mar- William Marshall, oh. and William Marshall built Kilkenny and New Ross. Well. But Isabel, before she he got permission to marry her, she was like 
kept minded because she had such a vast wealth associated with her father. Mm. So, and a lot of land and everything. So basically they kept her safe because she was so valuable. And then right. once they found a, a suitable suitor mm. and she was allowed free. Well, fuck. So she was currency effectively. Yeah, big and time. London was the bank. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Simpler times. Indeed. But not better times. <laughs> Am I right? Girls, <laughs> you're listening to the Social Justice Podcast. With if, you, yes. um, if you could live in any period of history, when would it be? Oh, great question! Great question. Well, I was like the 1600s, I don't know why. I just think that they were really simple and like their people coming together, are like, What's going on? What's going on? Because they're like they were coming together and they were, you know, they were living in community or whatever. And like, sure, they had nothing else to do, and sure, it was a mess of life. I love the mess of life. The mess. And it was this Ireland you would like to be in the 1600s. Yeah, yeah. Was the famine not then? No. No, famine was the 1850s. Ah, simpler. Again, simpler <laughs> times. It was the 1800s was the famine. 1860s. Yeah. Yeah, or, sorry, 1845 to 1850. Wow. And our grandparents probably were born like the 19... Early 1900s. Yeah. Well, our... So they weren't long after it, like... After yeah, famine. like my, I I love this. I love it. The father remembers his grandfather telling him about how his grandfather remembered people going to the workhouse. I remembered people talking about people who went to the workhouse. What was the workhouse again? You've told me this before. The workhouse was like they couldn't. They had no money and they had no work, so they put them. People went to the workhouse for and for. Where they were minded, basically. Oh, Jamie, we're going to have to qualify these statements. <laughs> they weren't minded. They were like, it was like poor relief work. So they did poor relief work and they were fed. Mm. And they were, they were fed. There was a hospital there. Yeah. But like it was more, it was just a bleak social time where like there was no, there was no work and there was no food. So they had to find some support and the support came in a communal setting like the workhouse. Jesus. It's not mental like that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. And now, like, here we are upset because our Instagram post didn't get enough likes. Yeah. And sitting on fucking couches and scratching our arses and sniffing it. Um, uh, speaking of social media, I'm going on a, a, a detox. Not a detox. I'm trying to incorporate a healthier relationship with my phone. Tell us about Screens Then. Uh, Screens Then is an app that I downloaded. It, what, did, what was I saying it does? So it will ask me, I'll try to click into a social media app. It will then give me a screen that says, why are you checking this? And then I have the option to unlock it or not unlock it. If I press unlock it, I have to wait 10 seconds before the app opens so I can still change my mind. Then if I still want to go in, it'll give me seven minutes before it closes again. And I get to do that five times a day before it locks out completely. So which is really good. And I've only, I only downloaded it yesterday. So I'm trying to use it mostly for work. So if I go in, I was like, right, I have seven minutes here. I need to answer messages and post, and that's it. And I'll do it I have five times a day to do that. So there's no fucking around. I just I want to spend less time on my phone. I've read, I've been reading the book, How to Break Up with Your Phone, and it's very eye-opening. I'd recommend it to anyone listening. Um, it just kind of do you remember your man Tristan Harris, indeed, uh, from the Social Dilemma. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just reaffirming all the stuff he was saying, and like the the that and the facts that show that what is actually going on and how it's affecting our attention spans and our kind of creativity like when was the last time and you're actually not too bad with your phone but like when was the last time you were actually bored 
More a few days ago, all right. Yeah. Um, and you didn't use your phone to. Um, maybe I do think that we do. Yeah, you are right. Like because we do use our phones to escape boredom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like before smartphones, imagine how often you'd be bored. Like you were, just, you're just sitting there. You can't go on your phone and like look, tr- like distract yourself with five hundred different things. You just have to sit there in the boredom, and I think that that's kind of where creativity will come from is just that boredom and your mind kind of wandering on its own yeah creativity and probably purpose as well like I think if you if we think that the only we have to always be like engaged in these in our phones well then like they're soaping up all our or, as you say creativity but also purpose like I think it's, it's a very deep uh, idea that like Oh, there's my granny ringing me. <laughs> <Is she>? um, <laughs> how's your purpose, granny? Um, um, the like, it's just what would you say that the more you we associate busyness. I was talking with Conor Moore actually on the phone about this last night. Like that purpose and busyness. Like if we just sit still and idle, it's almost it feels weird at the start because like it's like I'm not meant to be doing this. Yeah. Do you find that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I claim wasting time or something, isn't it? But yeah. So like that strikes me then as, as if as if that would be interfering with our purpose or what we're born for or what we can be able for. Um, you like you as you were very um, disciplined, and very successful in your fitness back. But like, do you? How do you rest? Like, how do like you rest? You must be disciplined with your rest as well. Mm. because it is such a part of recovery no mm. sleep is probably the biggest one that uh, I'd have to I had to get right and I say it still isn't great every night but it's something that I always am aware of every day is trying to get eight hours because it just it makes such a difference to absolutely everything like even the difference in getting six and getting seven and a half or eight has been huge like um, but I think definitely in terms of rest I was previously so I could like have a, a break in between clients or whatever or and I have 15 minutes and I'd go on my phone as of my break, but I was only leaving myself even more wired or stressed going back into the next one. It wasn't mm. actually like, there was no decompression there. It was like wiring back up through my mm. phone, through all the stimulation, through whether you like it or not, like you're comparing yourself, your life against what other someone is a display of the absolute best of their life. And it's just, your phone knows exactly what to show you to get you to engage as well. So if you go back on, it'll, be, it'll show you the most engaging thing first no matter what you go onto your phone to do it'll show you the, the best post that it will grab your attention it knows what you like what kind of posts you like what your average watch time is on videos what kind of videos you will watch what, what kind of statements will grab your attention and that will and then it'll lead to other ones and then you'll just get so distracted apparently also like when it shows when people like it will it figures out which way you get your likes that will be the most engaging for you so if you like like seeing one like and another like then another like it'll show you like that or if you like, if you will engage more with say ten in a row coming in and then ten in a row in another five minutes, it'll do it that way. So it'll release the likes like that. So it knows exactly what you're doing. It's also like I was listening to a podcast on it, and there's like the highest rate of depression in teen girls now that there's ever been, and like that comes down to I'm saying like a lot. I just realised that comes down to their your post. Obviously, self image and stuff seems to be more important for women than it is for men how they look and stuff but now people are actively posting photos of themselves asking people to comment on them 
So mm. that's that's very tough as well. It's their own work. It's their own sense of value. It's their own sense of. And we all do it. Like no one, I I do this. Everyone does it. It's it's inescapable. It's part of being a person. But it's just like being aware of how much these apps are manipulating your own brain. They know what like the the invention of the like and comments and reshares and retweets and stuff like that is just it's all tied into our self worth and they know that. They know that that's what people people want status, people want to be liked, people want all this stuff. And so they're going to try to get that through the app and they know how to give it to you. That keeps you engaged, it keeps you coming back. Yeah. But like if we as a people are more responsible and aware, well then like we can use these tools for our betterment. Like you, you understand this and understand the, the harm of social media. Mm. And yet you're still posting actively on social media. You know, so you, you see... You know, it's like it's like knowing that a glass of sugar wine isn't too bad mm. it's a necessary evil I think especially for me like I'm doing it solely well not solely like but it is it helps my business posting that you know and it's it's marketing it's advertising that's what social media is like your the currency on social media is your attention that's that's all they're looking for is your attention and you're giving it to them and they know how to get it you know so it's it is in some parts a necessary evil like it's impossible I wouldn't be able to run a business without social media really yeah yeah not at all not at all I can post like classes or whatever I can put up a flyer in the fucking shop but at the end of the day like if no one actually knows who I am they can't build any kind of rapport or relationship with me they're going to go with someone else who they can do that with Mm. yeah wow right that's true Um. Yeah, Jenny Mac. I'll tell you now, Mark. I was wound up yesterday mm. because Wexford were lo- lost, and I, I did the thing that my father does. It must be a genetic trait where I roared at the telly mm. for about ten minutes anyway. But um, I was wound up, and Ashton, at least you came up with Ashton and her personal care. Mm. And okay, Ashton, her hair did work out or whatever. So her yeah, personal care just sounds more suspect. <laughs> so um. I, it was 10 o'clock and we were on the way back from Tesco and I said to Ashton right Ashton I need to walk I need to walk for 5 or 10 minutes I just need to uh, my head is wired I need to just I need to expend some energy and um, I'll be back in 5 or 10 minutes Ashton absolutely hated this idea she <laughs> said you know she was very concerned even though we live gone near a very quiet uh, road. She mm. was very concerned that a car would speed up, and I'd be. They'd see some idiot on the road uh, in a high vis jacket, and they wouldn't spot him in time, and <laughs> the carnage. So Ashton thought she would suggest, Michael, let's do tai chi on the on on the grass, and then you, <laughs> and then you wouldn't go for a walk. And she thought I would laugh on this berserk idea, yeah. and just uh, you know forget about my idea idea of a walk. No, I said yes. That's that's <laughs> Chanchi in the garden. Collar bluff. So I, so she, I I was the instructor. Now I was the best instructor that I said at the start, close your eyes. But then she couldn't see what I was telling her. To do, so <laughs> I revised my instruction. Then I said, no, keep your eyes open. And it was lovely. It was it was what half ten or that, and we were there on the grass, and I was giving the best I could with the tai chi. But then um, I said. Now put your all your weight on your right foot and feel the feel the energy sink into the earth and feel the connection that you have with the earth and let all the energy of your body flow into the centre of your right foot. 
And then I just went, that's nice. <laughs> and she burst into laughter. The glass was over. <laughs> was this, this was at night, he said, like 10 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> so you're doing it in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> the moon last night. Bring on the moon. Bring on the moon. <laughs> Did you see the moon last night? <laughs> you seen the moon? Yeah. Uh, no, actually, it was sheltered. Big, huge moon. Wow, really? Yeah, low down. Yeah, we've seen on the way back from Dublin. Wow. Shady Mac. Yeah. No, we just saw the stars. The stars. And, well, you didn't see much because Ashlyn's eyes were closed. Yeah, indeed. And all her energy had gone into the grass. Into the grass, yeah. So Ashlyn is no longer with us. She's with the earth now. No, I'm sorry. I need to stop making jokes like that. <laughs> <laughs> you died last That's week. <laughs> last week? As early as that? I've heard the poem. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you ever when <laughs> Remember when I was here for a weekend it was you and Breeders up you said Michael is not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But you're back and now. I'm back now. Back for good, yes. Well for now. Ooh. And um is it time for my comment of the week, Mark? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Mark, we are going to be stuck in cancel culture until we learn to forgive. Yes. Cancel culture. It's a big problem right now. We need to forgive the council. <laughs> I was working. Oh, sorry. I was in the gym one day and I looked out the window and the council had pulled into the car park and were sitting there for two hours hiding from work. Um, anyway, no. No, no, but first of all, your the fact that you picked up on that proves that my pronunciation needs to prove because that's like I was on the phone to Conor Moore and I gave him my big thought of the week or whatever and Conor goes what's council culture? <laughs> no I knew you said cancel I just Yeah but still whatever way it rolls off my tongue is very like um, and speaking of council culture I've noticed shout out to Tesco delivery drivers mm. I think that if you go around the country and you see a Tesco delivery driver they kind of pull in now in areas where like they get and I went to remember going up to a Tesco delivery driver once and saying, do you need directions? He goes, no, 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 I'm great. <laughs> so I think they're, well, sure, look, they're probably poorly paid and they're probably well-deserved their breaks. So I'm not, I'm not uh, drawing attention to that. But yes, council culture. Yes, indeed. Um, we need to have a culture for the council. <laughs> what was the statement on council culture? Council culture, I just think that Everything is being cancelled every week, and you know, there's this. Well, I don't know if it's cancelled or everything's being given out for about every week. But like, that's the currency that we feed on. It's a bit like, have you ever heard of pendulums, Mark? Pendulum. Well, the actual like. Yeah. Yeah. There's this thinking from a Russian, I, uh, Russian for person. I just don't know who, but but it's this idea that everything is a pendulum. Mm. Like when you think that COVID. Um, when you think about COVID and the news and even monarchy, Mark, mm. that like all these things are like, it's our energy going into it, social media, mm. our energy going into it and that it creates this pendulum mm. that swings back and forth. Mm. And until you recognise that step back, mm. then you exit the pendulum, so to speak. Yeah. So there's all in, in life today we've pro immigration, anti immigration. Like it's it covers absolutely everything, all the threads of life. And it's as if 
if we don't withdraw, I just think I'll keep doing it. <laughs> but like it's it's just um yeah, so I don't know. Cancelling probably isn't as strong anymore, but there is a lot of a tendency towards like just if something's annoying, just let it become a big deal. Yeah. And like until we learn to forgive what has happened or to forgive like obviously hurts happen and things are wrong and like of of course there should be a necessary time but sometimes I think there's a dwell we we dwell in that instead of learning to okay that's happened that's awful but let's forgive that and move on yeah yeah but like there's also nothing to be gained about being upset by things you can't control yeah like I am uh, fiercely upset about the monarchy and the king but I can't control it so I'm going to you know I'm going to go to Nakanana and see the crossroads and take a photo with it and I'm going to enjoy my life die of old age and the crossroads will still be there and King Charles might still be there because he's drinking the blood of babies but um, <laughs> why it's yeah it, it's ridiculous and you see Facebook is the worst place for it in the world people getting upset over absolutely nothing and writing big essays and then arguing with people back and forth. Nobody has ever won an argument on Facebook, by the way, either. You no. will never change anybody's mind in the comment section of Facebook. Because mm. yeah. they can always just do a laughing reaction to your comment and leave it at that. Yeah. And that will infuriate you. Yeah. So just leave yourself the hardship. Instead, Mark, we should just go along and look for... We should be the Facebook police, Mark. And we, we should... When, there, when we spot an argument in the comment section, we should go with the care icon. Yeah, we have profile pictures with the little bowler hats. <laughs> Officer helping Facebook <laughs> police. <laughs> that would be a life dream of yours because you've come to before. Like, uh, well, I still don't fully understand the concept. Of, like, we're drawing people's phones. Uh, oh, yeah. I thought it'd be you knocking at the door and say, "Hello, hello, how are you?" I'm going to have to take your phone. <laughs> <laughs> like the TV licenses. But... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'll just get a little put it put it phone in the bag, please. I'll be back with it in a week. Yeah. yeah. But the the whole thing of getting upset over things you can't control is ridiculous. And it's just like you can't make jokes about this or that or this that's not funny, even if it was very funny. But um I think most people are able to see through that. You know, the whole you can't say this or you can't say that. It's the the intention behind it is what's important. Yeah. Do you know what I think? That's I think that's there's something Irish about that. I think we we have a skill in that. Uh, well, maybe it's most people or something. But this is where I was coming from with the whole thing with Liam Condren. That like our sense of Irishness is still in its infancy. It's still underdeveloped. Mm. And like I'm not saying that. When you think like I I believe that we should be more Irish, but like people. But like to be Irish is to to welcome all and. Like we went everywhere to America, so like when I would say more Irish, I mean give an Irish welcome to everyone that's come into the new Irish communities and all. And like we need to bind ourselves together more as a nation that like we're stronger and we don't need, um, we don't need to look on a monarchy elsewhere. We don't like we have to find that internal dwelling space within us. Like it's all new thinking or whatever, but I still believe that in decades to come we'll find that way. The GA is a fine example, but it hasn't. It doesn't bring everyone like unless you like Gaelic games. Yeah. And um, I, I was actually learning about this. I was putting something in the book of my car the other day, and I was thinking about how people who will complain about 
the the Ukrainians coming in or the refugees coming in and they'll like you know give out about that or put it on Facebook or whatever and then two years later you see they're in Australia because there's no money in Ireland mm. and they expect the same treatment over there yeah like you're just slightly up the ladder on that realm of what's going on but you're doing the exact same thing over there and you expect to be treated with respect and like to to be accommodated yeah in another country whereas you you're refusing to do that for people here yeah yeah absolutely and like isn't it interesting in Australia like how like because there's the vote is mandated there was a lot more political engagement and politi- I felt when I was over there do you have to vote in Australia yeah Right, I didn't know it's that. A legal requirement. Uh, really? New Zealand the same, yeah. I have never voted. I might have voted once. Oh. I, I revoke my right to vote. I don't think I deserve it. Um, <laughs> I'm working on myself, starting to read more, <laughs> spending less time on my phone. Maybe in a couple of years I'll vote. I'll vote for you, Michael. Oh, thank you, Mark. Thank cancel you. Cancel culture. Yeah, cancel <laughs> Well, yeah. When uh, James Flood is going to run so soon, is he? From the Paper Tuesdays party. <laughs> what does the Paper Tuesdays party stand for? Uh, we have pink lemonade and salt and vinegar crisps. <laughs> and the little poo digs. Join the Paper Tuesdays party. <laughs> that should be the background of the campaign picture. Yeah. Okay. Now, let's go with this. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go on. Keep going. I just go to say, right. So, Flood's campaign launch. Um, do we have a in Flanagan's Wharf? And do we have. <laughs> um, we get chips from the dinky. Or we use the clouding. And his, like, his video or whatever, his campaign video is him going down the slide. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> I'd vote for your local constituency. <laughs> Oh, he'd be great. And uh, last night, um, last night, really, um, made um, created a want in me. There is now there is has always been a bit of want in me, but um, I I miss doing the live shows. Do you know the whole app? get away? Yeah, no way. Yeah, oh, you gosh. Yeah, we I'm still know. Yes, <laughs> we'll uh, keep that's uh, more. Well, what's it called? Build suspense. Build suspense. Mm. Build interesting. Yeah. TBC. TBC. Woohoo. We're going to the three arena super. Yeah. <laughs> we will. Because we're not going to touch the chairs up there. What happened? Well we, well, we touched some chairs or something the last day. Oh? In our last bite. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, the only thing is, Frico's doing the lights. Yeah, that's that's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. That's sure as light follows Jeff. He goes to the lights. Shane's been fantastic as always with his lights and his cameras, and he's just great. Shane, help in marketing if you ever need a no video or a, if you if you want Zuckerberg to share something, he's yeah. your man. Thank you very much. Make sure and you like or like or follow or what do you do on Spotify? Do, do something subscribe. positive. Yeah, we're actually if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're. Uh, we're very close to 200 subscribers oh so do that as well yeah. subscribe and just do fucking something press something good <laughs> and we will be very appreciative <laughs> yeah. yeah thank you very much good night god bless take it easy close the door on the way out thank you